0: Time is a precious thing, never wasted. There are options in life. Isn't that what you always told me? Here are some words of wisdom from Mr. Know-It-All. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're talking about growing older. And you're probably saying to yourself, Oh great, an old dude telling us about life. (laughs) Yeah, basically. That's what this episode is. But I'm going to try to do it in a fun way. Just like I try to do everything. Don't forget, I'm an old dude who plays video games on Twitch. As I've said many times, I borrow my lifestyle from the Jimmy Buffett song, Growing Older But Not Up. Growing older is inevitable. We are all going to grow older. Growing up, entirely optional. I do say that jokingly because as we get older, we do mature. Our choices mature, our attitudes mature, but we can still be funny and silly and have a good time and enjoy our lives, which is the point, really. But what I really wanted to talk about today was how things change in your head, in what you do, in how you are as you get older. Now, obviously, this is all from my perspective. Everybody experiences their own lives differently. I've slowly come to realize this. Not everybody is me. Not everybody thinks the way I do. So I figured I'd share some of my wisdom with you and some of my experiences with you on the fact of growing older. Now, I'm not so old that I don't remember what it was like when I was a kid. Those days of carefree irresponsibility. Mom and dad taking care of everything, making all the tough decisions, what to buy for dinner, how to bandage a scraped knee, how to keep the lights on and the water flowing in the house. All those grown-up decisions we didn't have to worry about as kids. And actually, that's one of the things that does happen as you grow older. You get this sense of responsibility. You realize, oh yeah, I have to start taking care of myself. And that covers everything. That covers going to the grocery store. It covers getting insurance for your car. It covers buying yourself a cell phone. How much money do you spend? Well, how much money do you have? How much are you making? These are the responsible decisions you have to make as an adult. I know it sounds matter of fact, but when you're a kid, you don't realize that those decisions are made all along by your parents. And then you're thrust into the real world and you find out, oh, I got to do this stuff for myself. And that carries over to everything. Paying rent, buying a house, buying a car, leasing a car, getting a car at all. What kind of job do I get? Does this job that I'm interviewing for have benefits? If it doesn't, are they going to pay me enough so I can buy my own benefits? That's super important, especially in the world that we live in now. Let me tell you, when I started having to make decisions based on how I was going to take care of my health care, how I was going to pay for the dentist, whether I was ever going to be able to retire, it was a huge realization. And these are things that when you're 16, 17, 18, you don't really think about. At 18, you go to your job, you get your paycheck, and that means you can go out tonight. I got paid 200 bucks. That means we got a lot of money to spend on beer and snacks, right? Right. Well, 10 years down the road, that $200 bucks is not going to cover your electric bill this month. So you have to factor those things into all of your decisions as you get older. It's that sense of responsibility that you get as you experience life on a daily basis. I've got to pay my health care premiums this month. I have to pay my car insurance. And there's a thing called renter's insurance? And I should have that? And here's the thing about that sense of responsibility. It never ends. Once you cross into that threshold of adulthood, you're basically responsible for everything that happens in your life. Mom and dad aren't there to take care of anything. I mean, you can call your dad and ask him for advice, which, by the way, is something that happens as you get older. All of a sudden, all that advice you were ignoring when you were a kid, all that wisdom dad had when you were a teenager, which you ignored because, you know, it's only dad. All of a sudden, when you're 27, 28, 29 years old, you're on the phone to dad. Uh, dad... Quick question about health insurance. Um, Dad, if I have an employer who's willing to match my contributions to the 401k, how much should I have them match? Oh, believe me, Dad's advice becomes invaluable in your late 20s and your early 30s. Because you're running down roads that you never knew existed. And it's nice to have a guidepost or two. Another thing that changes as you get older, it's your perspective. As you get older, you have a different view. Because you're more aware of the importance of what matters to you. You succumb less to the peer pressure of the people around you, like you have to do in school. As you get older, you realize, oh, yeah, I'm free to make my own decisions. So you don't worry so much about what the friends think, or what's fashionable, or what the latest fad is. You worry about what matters to you. Your perspective on physical things changes, too. Have you ever gone back and visited your elementary school? I remember when I was a kid, boy, that school was huge. The teachers were all nine feet tall. The desks were big desks. Climbing up into the chair behind your desk in your second grade classroom. Oh, you felt like such a big kid. But if you go back and look at that school now, boy, that place was tiny. And those are little bitty chairs. How did I ever think that was a huge thing? When you were a kid, going to a place like New York City or Niagara Falls or even the beach was just an experience that was mind-blowing because you'd never seen anything like that before. The size of the buildings in New York, the immensity of the falls, the sheer enormity of the ocean as you're standing on the beach at eight years old. Everything seemed so large and wondrous when you were a kid. As you get older, you can still appreciate that largeness and the wonderfulness of certain things, but you look at it with a different set of eyes. As you've experienced more things, things register differently. I still go into New York sometimes, and it is impressive to see the enormity of the buildings. And I still love going to the beach and standing on the shore and just losing myself in the immenseness of the ocean. But it feels different as a grown-up. You look at it differently, but somehow you appreciate it more. I told you a while back about my trip to the Grand Canyon, my first trip to the Grand Canyon. I'd always wanted to see it as a kid. It just seemed like something really cool to see. And I suppose if I'd seen it as a kid, I would have appreciated it. But seeing it as an adult gave me a different appreciation for it. I think that's partly because it took me so many years to get there. As you know, I grew up on the East Coast, so getting to the West Coast and the Southwest where the Grand Canyon is, I didn't really think that it was going to happen. I was hopeful. But just making a trip to go see the Grand Canyon, it wasn't something that I contemplated. It was one of those pipe dream trips. But I was finally able to make it happen, and I think that factored into my appreciation for actually seeing it for the first time. It literally took me a lifetime of work to be able to get there. And so that trip was the culmination of all of that work. It was a combination of saving the money for the trip, finding the time for the trip, setting that time aside, and then just making plans to take the trip. And then actually seeing it, and seeing the enormity of it, and seeing the beauty of it and understanding how many thousands of years of just nature doing its thing were required to make that beautiful display, it just blew my mind. It literally brought me to tears. And so, yeah, if I'd seen the Grand Canyon as a kid, I probably would have appreciated it. But as a grown adult, understanding what it took to get me there, and understanding what forces it took to create that place, it gave me a whole different appreciation for it. And as you get older, you're more in touch with those kinds of things. For comparison, I grew up seeing the Empire State Building all the time. And I remember the first time I saw it, I said, oh yeah, hmm, that's a really tall building. But now when I look at it, and I look at the old film of it being constructed, and I see the pictures of the people working on it, I have a different appreciation for it now. Yeah, it's a tall building, but boy, for the time period that it was constructed, and what went into it, and what a marvel of engineering it is... I can appreciate that more now than when I was a kid. Something else that changes as you get older, it's your friends and your friendships and the importance you put on them. Now, this may be a little more unique to me than it is to others, because as I've said in many other episodes... I've never had a lot of really good friends for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is the trust issues I still have from childhood. You know, you grow up the fat kid and the target of all the bullies in your school. And surprisingly, you develop trust issues. So you're a little more careful about the friends you pick. But it also gives you perspective on the friendships you make as an adult and the value you put on them. The friends you make in elementary school and high school, they're the friends you kind of have to make because those are the kids you see all of the time. They're the kids in the lunchroom, the kids on the bus, the kids on the playground, it's the neighbors. It's very rare that those friendships, such as they were, extend into adulthood. Because people change so much in elementary school, in high school, and in college. A lot of your college friends will stick around, but really the friends that you make in your 20s and your 30s, the people you find you have things in common with, those are the kind of friends that you keep. And those are the kinds of friends that you want to spend time with. You find yourself not wanting to waste your time on people whose interests just don't coincide with yours. You find it's a waste of your time. You find it has no meaning or significance to you. You don't want to spend time with people who are blabbing about how many girls they hit on in the bar last night, or how many beers they drank over the weekend, or where the next good party is going to be. That was the focal point of a lot of our relationships in high school and in college. But as you grow up and you appreciate things like responsibility, you know, having to pay those bills we talked about, you realize that that stuff doesn't really have any meaning. It doesn't have any significance to you. You find yourself interested in other things. And if you're going to spend time with people, you want to spend time with people who share those interests. If you like old movies like I do, you want to be able to spend time with people who can talk about old movies. If you like video games, like I do, if you like good books, like I do, you want to be able to talk to people about those things. And so your friendships are based on those interests, things that really have some kind of meaning to you. Now, I know that's not true for everybody. I know there's people who go to work and they have their work friends. And some people go to work because that's where their friends are. They want that social interaction with the people that they work with. And the thing they have in common is the work. And that's all well and good. And this is probably where I'm a little separate from a lot of people. Work for me was never the focal point of my existence. My identity was not in my work. I kept a work life and that was what I did for a living. But me, the real me, was the stuff that I did outside of work. And so the people that I consider friends relate more to the stuff that has nothing to do with what I did for work. But that came after growing up. That came after experiencing the world and saying, oh, this is what I like to do with my free time. And it's not talk about work. Now, that's not to say I don't have friends from work, but they're friends in spite of the work, not because of the work, because there are interests that we share. But for me, they're the exception, not the rule. Now, one of the good things that did come out of work was the ability to handle conflict. Conflict is another thing that you learn to handle as an adult. When you're a kid, when you're in elementary school, when you're in high school, there's always conflict, whether it's a conflict in the lunchroom, whether it's a conflict on the school bus, And sometimes you handle them right on the spot. Sometimes the guidance counselor has to get involved. Sometimes parents have to get involved. But as you get older, you realize that the only way to handle a conflict is to handle it yourself. And you have to learn how to handle it. Because when you're at work, especially, which is where you spend eight hours of every day, you're going to run into people who you're going to be in conflict with. It's inevitable because not everybody thinks the way you do. Not everybody acts the way you do. And not everybody's going to like you. No matter how likable you are, no matter how compassionate, no matter how empathetic you are, there are going to be people who don't like you just because. And there may be no other reason for that. You're also going to find that there are people out there who are what I like to call in technical terms, icky people. There are icky people in the world and you're going to have to learn to deal with them. And as an aside, as I've learned day by day, there are a lot more icky people out there than I ever realized. But dealing with icky people is part of growing older. You have to learn how to do it. And sure, you can get into fights. And sure, you can have disagreements that are never resolved. And in fact, I've had many disagreements in my professional career that never got resolved. But one of the things that I learned is that you don't have to resolve everything with an apology and a handshake. You don't have to hug it out. Sometimes you're going to have a conflict with people and it's just good to simmer. As a mature, responsible adult, you learn to let it simmer and not let it affect you. There are some people you just can't get along with. There are some people who will just not listen to reason. There are some people who just like being icky. And what you have to remember, in their mind, they're not being icky. They're just being themselves. Now, them being themselves may conflict with everything you believe is true about good people, but you're never going to be able to convince an icky person that they're being icky. They think they're being themselves, and they like themselves. And coming to that realization and that understanding is an important part of growing older. And the other part of that that I've discovered is it's okay to just blow it off and let it go. You don't have to fix the icky people because you can't. So you learn to let it go. You learn that there are certain things that are going to happen in the world and that there are certain people who exist in the world that you can't do anything about. So you just have to shrug it off and let it go. And believe me when I tell you, the ability to do that is huge. Because if you worry all of the time about the icky person who you have to deal with at work, and you dread seeing that person every time they're going to show up at wherever you have to meet that person. You're going to lose sleep, you're going to have stomach troubles, you're going to be mad at your spouse, you're going to be mad at your kids, all because you're carrying all this weight from dealing with an icky person who you can't fix. When you learn to let that stuff go, it makes your life so much better. Here's another thing that changes as you get older. It's your physical abilities. It's also your desire to engage in physical activities to an extent. But sometimes it's your ability to do those things that changes your perspective on them. Years ago, I used to be a runner. I've talked about that. I did a whole episode on running. I used to love to run. I'd run miles at a time. But the thing I discovered after 20 plus years of running, your legs start to give out. Your shins start to bother you. Your knees start to bother you. The first time you hear the phrase low impact aerobic exercise is almost heartbreaking if you're an active person. Your body just won't take the pounding after decades of use. I know it sucks to admit that, but it's a fact of life. Even after I stopped all of the running, I still played basketball, but I had to slow that down too. At one point in my life, I was playing three, four times a week. But taking into account the physical demand on your body and also the demands of your life outside of the gym, you know, that whole going to work thing, having to take care of kids, having to go to school functions, having to pay bills, all of that stuff factors into what you can do and the time you can devote to it. And on top of that, as you get older, your body just says, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, you want to (laughs) jump? No. No more jumping for you, sir. I started having shoulder problems. Now, I wasn't playing ball at the time. I wasn't lifting weights at the time. I was using my low-impact aerobic elliptical for my workouts. And yet my shoulder, my right shoulder, was bothering me. And it took me a while to figure it out. When I used to go into court, I had a shoulder bag. In the bag was a laptop, whatever active files I needed to carry with me, a notebook, my planner. It may have weighed 10, 15 pounds tops, but every day when I got out of the car, I'd sling that bag over my right shoulder and walk into court. Never thought anything about it, but my right shoulder started acting up. And by acting up, I mean I'd wake up every day and my shoulder hurt. It hurt to put a shirt on. It hurt to tie a tie. It wasn't debilitating. I could still use it, but it was a pain. And every time I moved my right arm, the shoulder was hurting. And I was trying to figure out, what the hell did I do? I haven't played basketball in a while. I haven't lifted weights in a while. The arm thing on the elliptical, I mean, it moves my arms, but they move like two feet. It couldn't be that. So I finally decided, well, let's switch the bag to the left shoulder. Let's try that. And wouldn't you know it? After about a week, my right shoulder stopped bothering me. I had gotten to the point in my life where I couldn't carry a bag on my right shoulder. Not every day. Why? Cause I was wearing it out. Who knew you could do that? Well, I learned. And how about this one? Sleeping the wrong way in bed. I used to be able to fall asleep on a couch, fall asleep in a chair. If I don't have the right array of pillows around me at night to prop up various parts of my body, I wake up like eight miles of bad road. My back hurts. My hip hurts. My neck hurts. Good Lord. It's like somebody put me in a food processor and put it on blend. So what I'm saying is, as you get older, your body is going to change, and it's not going to be able to do the same things you used to do. So just prepare yourself for it, because there's nothing you can do to change it. I've kept myself in pretty good shape all of my life, and my body is still going, eh, yeah, no, we're not doing that anymore. You're going to laugh at this next one, because you're going to say to yourself, that's not happening, that's never going to be me, but it's going to happen. Your conversations as you get older, they're going to change. In your 20s, in your 30s, you're talking about the hot new club. What's the great new restaurant to go to? Have you tried this new beer? But as you get older, those things become far less important. When you're at a party, when you're with a group of friends, when you're at a wedding, you talk about your kids. Oh, they're into sports. Oh, they're going to Stanford. You talk about your right shoulder. Oh, yeah, my right shoulder's been bothering me. You compare body pains. Oh, when I do that, my hip hurts. You talk about what doctors you go to. You talk about what medications you're taking. You talk about sleep. I can't get a good night's sleep anymore. Well, I woke up three times last night having to go to the bathroom. You talk about the bathroom a lot. What do you take for fiber? Well, Raisin Bran has always worked for me. Oh, you think I'm kidding. But when you get to a certain age, these are the things that everybody's talking about. You don't think it's going to be you. It's going to be you. Because you want to know why your right shoulder hurts. You want to know, why can't I get to sleep at night? As you get older, these are the important things in your life. And so you talk to your friends about them. You don't care what the hot new club is. You care about what the best source of fiber is for your diet. Now, don't get me wrong. None of this is bad. I'm not presenting this to you as something that's bad. I want to present it to you as the reality of the world. You like to think you're not going to be like your parents. You like to think you're not going to be like your grandparents. But we all wind up there. We all wind up talking about our kids. We all wind up talking about our medications. We all wind up talking about the best early bird special. We all wind up there because it's just a fact of life. We talk about what's important to us. And as we get older, that's the stuff that becomes important to us. It just does. It's not bad. It just is. Now, the fact that it is doesn't mean you can't enjoy your life. In fact, just the opposite. You should enjoy your life. Just embrace your life the way it is and the way it develops. I started by talking about the Jimmy Buffett song, Growing Older But Not Up. I mean, the chorus of that song is great. I'm growing older but not up. My metabolic rate is pleasantly stuck. Let those winds of change blow over my head. I'd rather die while I'm living than live while I'm dead. And that's what I want you to take from this. You can have the conversations about fiber and shoulder pains. You can have the conversations about 401ks and your kids in high school. You can have all of that and enjoy it and enjoy your life. You don't have to turn into some grumpy curmudgeon. You can embrace these things. You can enjoy the things that are important to you. If you don't want to run anymore, but you like watching soccer on TV. If you don't play basketball with the guys anymore, but you enjoy playing video games. If you'd rather spend your Sunday afternoons fishing at the old fishing hole instead of watching NFL games in a bar somewhere, go ahead. Do it. Live your life. Enjoy it. As far as we know, as far as we can prove, this is it. This is our life. So don't waste it worrying about things that are out of your control, fretting about things that you have no power over. Just understand that we change as we get older, and that's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. Embrace that change and enjoy your life. As far as I can tell, it beats the alternative. What does all of that mean? We've got the life we have right now. So enjoy what you have today. Any day where you wake up on this side of the dirt, that's a good day. So embrace it, live your life, and have fun with your time here. Because for all we know, this is all there is. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. As always, I can't thank you enough for your support. And I really do appreciate all the time you spend listening to these episodes. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I see you.